but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica, attempting to record for the third time tonight, last one interrupted by some cat puke, um, but you know, that's life, so today we're here with my good friend Iz, Iz how you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I've never but, heard a cat vomit before. It was so. great, I was glad I could share that experience with you, um, I'm no longer going to make the joke I made last time that was kind of lame, so at least the cat got rid of that. Um, That's actually why the cat. Yeah, cat was puking because of the content <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, is you've been on the podcast before? Uh, your boyfriend Bobby's been on the podcast three times and still every week asked to be on again. Um, do not understand what he thinks we're going to talk about, but we love having him here. He's playing some uh, MLB the Show nearby with his mutton chops man. Uh, is we were talking about um, podcasting and we were talking. You know, I, I kind of made a joke about how. Most of my ho- like guests come on, you know, and myself included, the host, will have, you know, some kind of PTSD, you know, some kind of traumatic moment or some serious thing. And, like, you don't really have that and kind of made a joke to you that, like, you know, you're one of our healthier guests. And you said, well, I don't think I'm that healthy. And that realized made me realize, like, you know, I really wasn't considering kind of like that in between of, you know, just because someone doesn't have serious mental illnesses – Maybe they're still dealing some stuff, and you revealed to me that you're thinking about going to therapy. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess the big question is, why the hell have you gone to therapy? Is why haven't I? Oh, actually, Bobby asked me this question um, a couple of nights ago. I was having classic anxiety attack, which I guess are things that I have now, <laughs> which I didn't when I was growing up and when I was in college. Um, and you know, Bobby was saying to me like. Why don't you just go to therapy? Like, why can't you find the time to do this? And I real said supportive to him, Tony has there. <laughs> no, like he's 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 amazing. He he is. And he's starting to see. He's like, why won't you go to therapy? Why do you do this to like, yourself? He's, he's very frustrated about it because he knows that I I need to get some some more help. So he, he needs some he gets, milk. <laughs> so uh, you know, he was asking me like, why don't you go after work? And you know, I was coming up with all these excuses like, well, on Mondays I need to. I have the bachelor, um, Monday, <laughs> I have the bachelor. which is very important because That's fair. I, I need to watch it when it's airing. Otherwise I can't live tweet it and I can't keep up. With that's your it. whole brand. And that's the write. whole brand that's led to Bobby having more followers mm-hmm. than you. We're not going to talk about that. So that's but, another reason why Iz has to go to therapy. That's, so it's, I, you know, that's, and also I, I have a laundry delivery service. So like I, my laundry gets picked up on Mondays and then I, I have to be home on Wednesdays when it gets dropped off. So I was trying to explain this to Bobby. Like it can't be Mondays and Wednesdays cause those are my laundry days. And he was looking at me like I was a crazy person. Classic reason to not address your <laughs> mental health. Laundry. I, I mean, you know, I got to get my laundry clean somehow. We only have two laundry machines in our building. What, what can you do? So, one, exactly. So, I was like, oh, I can't do it on this day because of that. Or that day because of that. Tuesdays, I get tired. Friday's Friday. Thursday, I don't know. Maybe Thursday. Maybe Thursday could be a good day. So, I think we settled on deciding that Thursday 
could be a good day. I assume people go to therapy on like usually a weekly. I want to I want to stop real quick because I think two minutes ago I asked you why do you need to go to therapy and you spent <laughs> two minutes just rifling off in the middle of the podcast your schedule. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of like soreness so about the therapy. Out there. <laughs> I'm no. a little worried that you are hesitant to go to therapy. But you know what? I will make you feel a little bit better here. I completely get it. Um, those are some of the concerns I had when you know I was going to therapy to the point where I go to therapy at Sunday at 11s now. It used to be Saturdays to kind of get out of the way. I didn't really have days during the week. I changed it to Sundays and then changed it to Sunday 11 so I could make sure that I never missed Eagles games. <laughs> the, so, those things are important. Yeah. yeah. So Bachelor I get it, but I did not ask you what day of the week. You <laughs> sorry, were. sorry. I asked you. Okay, I asked you why you haven't gone. Okay. So I, it makes sense. You haven't gone yeah. because you know there is this daunting. Like it, it throws off your rhythm. It throws off your schedule. But you know, before we get there, why you haven't gone? I guess we should kind of rewind a little bit and ask why do you think you go? So you said you know you have these anxiety attacks at night. <laughs> um, have you tried anything outside of therapy to to cope with this? Yes, um, I've tried. Uh, Tell some, them about your, your great coping <laughs> mechanism you told me about before the episode that I thought was, you know, really healthy. and Oh, the eating? No, not the eating. <laughs> the, the holding your breath until you oh, pass out. Oh, yeah. That's one of the weird things I've been... You know, I don't... I know that there's this whole thing where people will say, like, oh, I'm so OCD. Like, I have OCD. And they don't really have OCD. I know that's something that um, you're really not supposed to do because OCD is a legitimate condition that people are diagnosed with that people are treated for and I I would never want to make light of that um but it is something that's a little I guess you could say um like a like a ritual of mine um I have these little rituals that I do and that's one of them so I I I, Bobby was picking me up from work the other night and I was the last one in the building um it was like seven o'clock at night most of the lights were off in the building so I just had kind of like a, a creepy feel and I just said to myself you know if I don't hold my breath for 10 seconds, then something awful is going to happen to me tonight. Well, so I think OCD, though, is a spectrum. And I think, you know, you shouldn't discount that because I did some research in OCD. I I had a fear that I had it. And that was really based on my intrusive thoughts, which is kind of a secondary thing to OCD. Um, Basically, you know, I was concerned because, you know, something would pop in my head I didn't like and I would address it by, you know, doing some other thing to distract myself. And a lot of times it would be like, go to the closest person, you know, that's a friend of me online or in person and say everything out loud. So, you know, what OCD is, isn't so much even obsessing over the things that are going wrong. It's the rituals you put in place to, you know, deal with them instead of actually addressing the issue. So you might have OCD. That's yeah. a possibility. <laughs> That's a, that's a new thing, the holding the breath. It's not one that I like. I'm not a fan of it. Um, but that's that's something that, I, that I've that i been doing for the past few months that just started. Um, and I know that I, in our last podcast that we did together, I talked a lot about how between um, having a new position at work and Bobby and I moving in together and the whole moving process, it, it was all... Because, you know, I, I had this new position right around the same time that Bobby and I moved in together and it was all into a brand new apartment and it was all such a a stressful overwhelming time for me that I I started feeling a lot of things that I hadn't felt before and I I didn't want to go out ever I but then I I 
was getting really stressed out by not going out and not seeing my friends. So I didn't want to go out. I was having anxiety about not going out. I was having anxiety about boxes being unpacked, things of that nature. And, and I think some of that is just still kind of carrying over, even though it's been seven, eight months since we moved in together and this new position at work has started for me. And so I, I don't know where some of these newer things are, are coming from, like me holding my breath for seemingly no reason and making myself queasy because of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that's gotten a little bit worse recently. And I think between that and the, the general anxieties that I have in my day-to-day life, I, I think that therapy is something that would be overall really beneficial for me. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying. I, I gotta say, like... It sounds like you're right up there to get a diagnosis of um, having a little bit of gas. I think you should just eat some vino, and I think you'll be fine. Uh, I think the big thing for me, though, when I was kind of in the same journey you were of, should I go to therapy, shouldn't I? There were people that were like, hey, go to therapy. And, you know, obviously they have the best intentions, but then that gets you upset. It becomes this thing bigger than it is because going to the doctor to get your foot checked out, you know, the worst scenarios your doctor says well you know there's like a fracture in your foot six to eight months it'll heal up maybe i'll do physical therapy and those would be shitty things but like it's like oh my foot's fucked up what am i gonna do i'm gonna therapy when you go to therapy and they say something back to you that's who you are that's Mm -hmm. you and it's saying you got to go in and for an hour dress the hardest parts of you and it's inherent it's not yeah, like an it's exterior not, kind of thing. And, you know, maybe it's caused by something that wasn't necessarily in your control. So that's where PTSD comes in. Or maybe it's just something in you where OCD is an internal way to manage your stress so that it doesn't overwhelm you, but you do on other things that aren't healthy. But there is that lead up of like, hey, I've made it this far. Like, maybe I can still do it. But I'm a big advocate for therapy, obviously. I mean, me having this podcast, if you didn't think I was an advocate for therapy, then... this would be a very bizarre uh topic for me to pick for a podcast but i think if you're ever dealing with something you know and there's somebody out there who can help you improve your standard of life like it's worth going and i I think what people don't realize is you can go to therapy and stop going to therapy so my advice to you is feel it out find somebody you like and you know maybe you'll find somebody you're really comfortable with and it'll be a month to a year or maybe it's a lifetime thing that you just need but you know don't think of it as a finite like you know they, they say clichely take it a day at a time i think it's how you have to do with therapy is you don't know the depth of the things that you're going to work on until somebody says okay well why you're here and then you'll say oh, yeah, i want to talk about this and they'll go well why do you want to talk about this mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're doing today it's like you're saying you want to go to therapy it's like well why do you want to go to therapy and you're like well i do these ocd things and then it's like well why do you do the ocd things yeah. and like how do you get to this point where you never held your breath, but now you always hold your breath. Like, and you know, it's it's obviously becoming less of a stigma in today's society. So I say all the time, yeah, I'm going to therapy and stuff like that. You don't need to do that, but people kind of get it a little bit more. Is your biggest hesitation? Do you think it's the scheduling, or do you think that's just a kind of a convenient way to like weasel out of it? You know, I'm not really sure. There were there were a lot of things that I... I feel like there's always something that I need to do. Like, I need to make a dentist appointment. I need to make another doctor's sure. appointment. I need to figure out what's going on with my ear or why I can't hear out of it. Yeah, you had, like, a whole, like, <laughs> a bee's nest in your ear just collecting yeah. honey or it was or pretty like gross, that. but it was really cool. But there's... Tell there's... us more about it. <laughs> nah. Okay. But there's, <laughs> there's always something 
that I, that was going on and and it just felt like therapy had to be the the last priority like it's more important that I schedule my dentist appointment it's more important that I schedule my yearly physical than it is to address something more more mental you, you need know? you need your teeth right though so <laughs> like for me yeah. when I'm fake smiling like I want that my teeth to be white instead of actually like feeling joy so, exactly that's, yeah I think yeah, those are the important more important thing. things in life but I think that's really where where I'm coming from. Even like little things, like oh, it's it's more important for me to have my weekends open, even though I Certainly. don't really do anything over the weekends. Yeah, it's more I mean, important I... for me to be able to sit on the couch and watch Vanderpump Rules for four hours straight than it is for me to take time out of my Sunday to go to therapy. I do have anxiety on Saturday nights, so or I'm like out with friends, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take a shot." And I'm like, I have to go to somewhere tomorrow and talk about my deepest darkest feelings i don't want to do a hungover like <laughs> yeah I've, I've gone to my therapist hungover one time i went and i had like a few drinks because we were at like uh it was like the world cup final met some friends for brunch went to therapy and i admitted to her and she was like yeah don't do that again and i was like yeah but it's hard on a sunday at four and like my friends like you want to go to brunch you want to watch the world cup final you want to grab a beer it's like you kind of restrict yourself from those things. And it makes sense. I'm not saying I have like a drinking problem. Like every time I go to therapy, I'm about to knock one back. It's more of just like life happens and you do have to take the time out of life to prioritize mental health. And it sucks. But like, I will say that for the first time recently, I've had therapy sessions where like there was a lot more hope and optimism that there wasn't. And it sucks because it'd be easy for me to sit here and go, yeah, that's what's going to happen if you go to therapy, but there's probably going to be some times it's going to be really hard. And I'm telling that to be honest because you should know what to expect, but at the same time, like, I know you and I know you're probably, like, same type of person I am where it's like, well, I didn't do this thing yesterday, so if I don't do it today, like, it's going to bother me even more. But those long-term, like, I get to set the date things always fall on the back burner because I can set the date, I can get... I can go to see my doctor for my yearly physical in February, or I can see it in November. It's like, it's the same thing for me, but then you put it off, put it off, put it off, and you're like, oh, well, crap. Like, you know, I'm never really going to do this. So therapy is even its own branch where it's like, this isn't a thing I need to do. It's a thing that would improve my life, but it's just kind of, I mean, I'm not saying like people don't need therapy, but in the end of the day, like, you know, if you never went to a therapist, it's never going to be the same way. Like you can't get to school if you don't have vaccine, vaccine your fucking kids. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one of those things, especially if you're not like me who has like that PTSD moment, I can always point to. And even I was hesitant. Like for you, there's probably a lot of like this pressure to be like, Hey, I've got a good job. I live in Philly. Everything's going great. Why am I thinking going to therapy? But you know, you're human too. And you deserve the right to work on those things. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's, it's interesting. It's kind of funny. I just, I know so little about therapy and about therapists in general. I, I kind of think about all the things going on in my life and I'm like, is, is a therapist kind of like a a cure all for that? Like, can I talk to a therapist about my weird holding in my breath kind of thing? Can I talk to a therapist about the fact that I'm terrified to go on elevators and I walk up three flights of stairs whenever I hang out with my friend Taylor who lives on the third floor of her apartment building just so that I don't have to go into her building's elevator? Like, is that something that a therapist could help me work with? I Short answer, yes. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing too is I think what people need to realize is you don't need to go to therapy with like a set here's the event or here's the one thing I need to fix. 
I think you do need to have some kind of goals of, you know, here's where I'm at and why this is bothering me. So obviously you go in and you're like, well, I don't really feel better when I hold my breath. I just feel different. You know, like you've, you kind of redirect the problem to, I was stressed about this thing. And then you're like, well, I'm stressed that I'm holding my breath. And it, it's kind of like, good. it's kind of like this thing for me where like, sometimes I'll be upset about something and I'll forget what it is. And I'll be more upset that I didn't remember what the thing was. Cause like something's bothering me and I don't even remember it. That's kind of what it is sometimes when I think about like the things I was ignoring with therapy, where it's just like, you know, ah, well, like it's, it's a problem, but like, if I just kind of think through it and work through it, it's going to be fine. Like I've, I've lived this long, you know, and then after a while, it's just like, I can't do this anymore. I need to do it, push myself to do it and really haven't looked back. And, you know, I've talked about this in other podcasts. I'm sure I'm a person who will probably have to go to therapy on and off to some degree for the rest of my life. You know, my, I feel confident with the work I'm doing with my therapist now that maybe I could even back up from once a week, but you know, I think again, everybody's different, but I, I really don't see a reason why people couldn't go to therapy. And I don't think people really understand the breadth of the things you could talk about. Like, you know, they're trained to every little thing could be something. It could be a thread that leads to why you're, you don't like to go up elevators. Or it could just be a funny story in the past that kind of bothered you, but you wanted to tell somebody. So, you know, it's not going in and just telling your deepest, darkest secret. Sometimes it's going in and say, this week at work, um, I was sitting in the lunch area and I farted and now I think all my coworkers hate me. Like, you could say that. Like, and they'd be like, okay, well, let's talk about it. What you have for lunch? Why'd you fart? Like, you know, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where just like, you don't realize you're going to be in therapy. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to, you're going to tense up. You're going to start speaking faster. You're going to start, start speaking slower. You're going to get frustrated, but I remember the very first days going to therapy feeling some kind of optimism, like, hell yeah, I'm doing it. And then getting a little bit in the doldrums of like, is this doing anything to being somewhere now where I'm like, oh, thank God I went and things have changed a little bit. You know, I wouldn't, that initial optimism I had was something. And, you know, I, I think for you, you know, let's, let's try to unpack, you know, what are you trying to get out of your head? It's like, well, you know, you, you're talking about some certain things that could become more primaries later. Like, you might not have OCD now, but maybe if you stick on this path, you'll have OCD and develop it. Like, it's really about nipping in the bud. So let's um, get your phone open. We're going to make some calls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, but, you know, when you, when you think about getting a therapist, though, what do you think is, like, the next step? Like, do you, do you really know the process you should go through? See, that's one of the things that I struggle with the most just because um, I'm going to admit something pretty embarrassing. You know, I'm a 25-year-old woman, and this is the first time that I've ever scheduled my own dentist appointment, my own doctor's appointment, just because I used to go to the same doctors and the same dentist as my mom. So we would go together. She would schedule those for me. And then my mom got into a fight with our dentist. So she don't, we don't, we don't see that dentist anymore. You you argued with the dentist? (laughs) She got into an argument. Yeah. She, she got into a thing with the dentist and they, my parents said to me very firmly, we cannot see this dentist anymore. He shamed Um, the family. The family dentist has been excommunicated. Yes. And to be honest, it, it wasn't really making any sense for me to, to see a dentist in the suburbs anyway, when there are so many dentists in the city where I live. So it, it was about time that I found doctors who are in the city anyway. Um, and so for the first time, I was like looking up dentists and looking up physicians to, to go to and scheduling those appointments on my own. Which It is a little much. <laughs> and it's like, well, I got to get my teeth clean. I got to figure that out. I got to get a new doctor. And also, I have to go to this person to get my head right, you know? So, like, 
it can be difficult, but I, I think the reason I even asked that question, because it was a little bit harder for me to find a therapist than I thought it would. It was hard for me to find a dentist, so... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of upsetting because it, it can be this really discouraging thing. Like, psychiatrists alone, you get put on waiting lists of half a year easily. So that's mm-hmm. the people that could prescribe pills, actually. So I was freaking out because I initially came in thinking, I need a psychiatrist to call and call and call around. And, you know, obviously there's just the concern of whether your insurance is taken. Like, you can call right. your insurance company and they might be able to recommend it, date recommend some people and then you call those people and they're like, well, we're not taking new patients. I eventually called a place and they were like, we'll check your insurance for you. We'll get you set up. It was like, it was the only place I had called that I felt like considered the fact that like the people calling in might not be so comfortable with the idea of what they're doing. Right. So maybe that's something I just need to link you up with my people. Maybe I'll get some referral bonus. Um, (laughs) You get a free session. Maybe they'll give me a hat that says like sometimes sad or something like that. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's a daunting thing because it's not even just like a, this is becoming an adult. This is more of a, like, you're coming an adult trying to solve like a big issue. And there, there's just like so much soreness around it because part of you is like, well, I'm an adult. I should buck up and figure out. And then a part of you is like, I'm an adult. I shouldn't feel this way. So I'm not trying to project on you, but I do remember being in that, that kind of in between range of, I have identified a problem and I'm addressing the solution. It's like the in-between is just like, well, what do I do now? Because mm-hmm. you might go to therapy and you might go, it's a huge waste of time. But I don't think that'll be the case for you. But I get it. So I, I guess, you know, once you get past, like, you know, getting into the schedule and things like that. Like, do you think it's something where you'd want it to be ideally more on a weekday and like double up your days where your work stress and your therapy stress or do you think you'd want it something on the weekend where it can kind of be separated because that's what i've done and sometimes i wish like i do wish like i could just do the hard work during the week and have the weekend free yeah but at the same time it can be a lot i feel like i'd be more comfortable with having it during the week i didn't even i kind of thought therapists were like nine to five yeah weekday. i thought like, that I didn't too. even know that they did sessions on weekends but i i think i'd be more comfortable with uh, with a weekday just because um a lot of my stress does come from work um i've actually i've had conversations with coworkers who have started going to therapy um just to talk about work and it's been hugely helpful for them um and so i i'm thinking i don't know maybe it could be good to like to transition from from work into that setting on the same day i don't know if that would be like a good thing or well, it'd be thing. fresh at least you know yeah. you can capture your raw emotions in the time you know like you go from work and you're upset to your therapist i do think sometimes like going to therapy on a sunday and having a nice Saturday, you kind of have to remember sometimes, like, why was I so worked up on Monday, Tuesday, mm. Wednesday? Yeah, Sunday seems like kind of a, a stressful day to, to I don't love it, I is. Don't I don't why? love it. But <laughs> I can move it back to Saturdays. That wouldn't be any better. Is there, but... like, a reason that you do it on the weekends? Well, I originally planned it when I had Pippa. Um, mm. So had a puppy I was raising. Didn't feel comfortable leaving the house when she already had a lot of separation anxiety and if I was gone all day for work. So... I pick Saturdays and Sundays thinking, you know, I can get in that sweet area of when she kind of takes her morning nap. And that was even a stress for me, too, because that was like another thing that was keeping me from going. And honestly, it it was end up being the best thing I could do at the time because it gave me that one time per week where I can say, this is how things are going. And I remember this feeling of being trapped in the city, like the city I love, but not being able to go around to all the places I love because I had this dog. And obviously... There's a whole nother podcast episode that I've talked about this, but like 
I needed that therapy at that time more than anything, just for like crisis management. Now I still go to therapy though. And I go for, Hey, there's nothing really going wrong during the week. We've done so well with the crisis management. I can man handle my day to days a little bit better. I still have some days that are a lot still very anxious, depressed person on a lot of days, but now I can go in there and we can talk about, you know, like, let's talk about your mother, like the cliche stuff. Like, that's a cliche. Does your therapist have like a... That's a cliche therapist. An Italian thing. accent? No, my therapist <laughs> is an Indian woman, so... Which somehow that keeps happening to like all my doctors, like just nice Indian women, which I fine with, but it's just kind of odd because I always picture in my head like old white dudes and that's just some like racist shit I was raised with. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to old white dudes. I don't know shit about shit, like... But, like, there is that cliche of, like, tell me about your mother. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's been said before. I'm oh, not going I'd crazy. I have so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, it's not just that all the time. It's sometimes it's like, you know, it's, hey, what's going on with the week? And then we talk through that. And then our times it's like, well, you know, can we talk about this thing we talked about last week that seemed to really bother you? So, you know, you have to understand you're the steward in your own health. And that also means you get to put on the brakes if something makes you uncomfortable as well. And I think that's another thing people don't think with therapy. It's like you go in and it's this hard thing to do. And then this person's going to make you cry. And then hopefully someday that crying will make you feel better. It's like, no, it's not like that. It's like you work through it. And if you don't want to go to somewhere just yet, you can say, hey, I'm not comfortable yet. But even me and my therapist, we do stretching sometimes do something called heart assisted therapy, which is just like a free association where like, you know, you say stuff like, uh, I think I've said this before. I, I love myself and I set myself, even though, um, I crap my pants in fourth grade. Like that, that's kind <laughs> of like thing we do. Um, and it's really been opening for me. So with everything I've said, are you ready to plan it? Can we get online and get, get you some plan? No, like what, like, what do you think has to be that next hurdle for you to like, like get it, schedule it does it need to be like a couple of days like or a couple like tuesdays in a row that you see free or is it you know just something for you that you just need to get the energy to like call up and say hey do you have openings yeah i mean i i've been finding that lately i just energy wise i've been lacking like i've i've been having a lot of trouble getting the energy to do much of anything um and then there's Therapy also just some right <laughs> there's also just some complicated feelings mm. that i have with therapy like i I kind of have this weird guilt associated with it where it's like there are people who would probably benefit from therapy a lot more than I would, who probably need therapy a lot more than I do. Like, who who am I? You think I? you're stealing the spots of the therapy? I don't know, but no, it's it's more just like who am I to say like, oh, yeah, I should I should go to therapy. It's, I don't know, it's 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 kind of a, a complicated feeling. But I, I think it, it's whether you're a 1 or a 10 on the level of like discomfort in your own life, you deserve to you know, be happy and get to that. So keep in mind, you're still paying for a service. You're still paying money. They're getting, you know, their profit out of it, but you should do everything in your power to make sure that you're okay because we all do better when we all do better. So when you better yourself, your friends are going to notice it, you know, strangers you happen upon, maybe notice like, I, I know people have become more charitable since going to therapy. I know some people that are just, you know, nicer to themselves, nicer to the people around them. Like, you're, you're thinking of it in a selfish way, which you should. You should absolutely think about yourself. But then you're getting into kind of a selfless thought of, but who am I? Like, shouldn't somebody else take it? And I, I just don't... I think there's enough therapists in the world that you can afford to address your problems. That's what I'm saying is. And if you're yeah. paying the money, you're not stealing it from anybody. Like, yeah. it's your, it's yours to have. Yeah, it's... 
I think it's definitely something that I I need to start looking into. And instead of just saying like, oh yeah, I'm gonna instead of just talking about it, like actually taking the next step of doing it. I I think that I definitely need some work developing certain coping mechanisms for some of the things that I have anxieties for, like everyday things like taking an elevator. Right? Like I (laughs) right now I'm at a point where I even when I was looking up dentists, I was like, ooh, I think this dentist is in a building on like the seventh floor where I'd have to take an elevator. Don't wanna do that. Like I it's gotten to the point where I'm actually actively avoiding buildings that have elevators in them. So things like that I feel probably should be addressed in some professional way. Yeah, especially because it's just like the unnecessary lack of leg uh, exercises you're doing. And it's not even helping alone. me. Like, I, I thought some, like with my friend who lives on the third floor of this building, I thought like, oh, well, at least, you know, I'll get more fit from it. But I'm still, I mean, we visited her apartment just on Monday and Bobby went up the steps like way faster than I did. I was like <laughs> still huffing and puffing. And Bobby was like, what is like, are you okay? Like, what is well, wrong Bobby's with a you? horned beast, though. He, <laughs> Bobby operates at 100 miles per hour at all times. Just, like, pure animal magnetism. He needs to get up them stairs, and he's got to get to work. So, I kind of get that, but... I'm not even getting more fit from taking these stairs yeah. all the time. So, there's really, truly no benefit. If anything, you were just wasting your own time. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess that's life. Sometimes you have to just fill time with walking upstairs. But, let's not get too existential right now. I think... You're hitting on so many of the things I was worried about. You know, all these things of, well, I can get over it. It's not that big a deal. I don't have the time. Eventually, you know, I hit a breaking point. And I don't think people should have to hit that. They shouldn't have to hit their lowest point to decide that they want to help themselves. So as your friend, I'm advocating, yes, please go. But I understand, too, that if I push you into it, it also takes something away from you because you have to be ready for it. So when I hear your concerns, I, I do legitimately want to hear them because I want to say like, hey, it's going to be all right. And if it doesn't work for you, you can always pull out. I know people who have gone to therapy and the therapist they had, they didn't feel jive with them. And they completely right, switched therapists. Yeah. For me, that's another stress though. I remember thinking, what if I get someone I hate? And I remember even when I first had my therapist thinking, is this the right person for me? Am I doing a good job? I was so concerned about, was I performing a therapy to the point where my therapist said, are you just lying to me? And I'll get, No. And she's like, well, you're just always acting. I'm like, because I want to do a good job being therapized. Like, and she's like, what? <laughs> and it's like, you you know, you're like therapizing me. She's <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, adult? Like, I'm like, am I saying the right answers to get cured? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, am I boring? What am are I, the right answers? Am, am I boring I, you? <laughs> am I your most fucked up patient? Am I interesting? Do you like coming in? So, re- <laughs> so you're trying to take it like a test. Yeah, essentially. I try to take therapy as like a test. I must be doing better, though, because literally this last like week she stopped and she goes, I'm so sorry, I just zoned out for like a couple minutes. And like, <laughs> nice of her to tell me because she really should hear all the things I'm saying, but at the same time, I was like, you could have lied there. I really wouldn't have minded. <laughs> I, I don't like hearing my therapist is even like snooze. <laughs> I don't got time for this. So I'm like, lady, I pay you for this, and uh, this is my mental Um no, but she's very nice, and she's very cognizant of the fact that, like, if she's tired or I'm tired, like, that energy's in the room. Like, I think she's a little bit too much into, like, like energy and stretching and stuff like that. But she does hit on, like, if she's not listening to something I'm saying, she owes me that right to hear it anyway, in case it is important. So she was nice enough to say, hey, look, it's kind of funny, but I zoned out, but I really want to hear this, so can we talk about it again? So... Mm. 
you know, you might find somebody who just goes, I wasn't paying attention. You're going to be like, that person fucking sucks. But I've been with this lady for a year and a half now. And I feel kind of fine with her telling me, hey, look, like I just had a momentary lapse. And I'm like, yeah, well, we're human. So I I think, you know, um, for you, it's that that might be something that's really important. It's finding the right person. And it, it could scare you off if you don't. But at the same time, like, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody who, you know, like, obviously Bobby's your boyfriend, you love him, you wouldn't be able to tell him everything, but, like, not have to put everything on him. Just, like, just get on him about his shit that he needs to fix. Have more time to ridicule him. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's your key here. If you really want to fuck up Bobby's life, you're going to need to go to therapy. If you want, therapy for you is therapy for Bobby, because we know Bobby's not going to go on his own. Um, clearly needs it. Getting way too excited about video... Let's <laughs> just say shit about Bobby's. Like, getting way too angry or excited about this video game. Like, just clearly... His animal magnetism is just too off the charts. Clearly it's can't handle his emotions. Game too. It's like... Yeah, he's playing a baseball game. He's getting overly excited. Like, You're a freaking baseball game. Whoa, whoa, watch your language, mister. Like, just these anger issues, just this outburst. Like, somebody needs to address this. And, you know, you as an abused girlfriend uh, is... We can put this on the record, right? Yes. We can f- fully pull- put this on the record... This is something that could help you. And this therapist, you might fall in love with him and you might run away together. You probably shouldn't do that with your therapist, but... That Siri happened ha- on you. The show. On what? The show? The show, you. The show, you? Yeah. The show is called You. What is yeah. it about? Um, the really hot guy from Gossip Girl, Dan Humphrey. He, uh... Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley, yes. He is, he plays like a psycho stalker in this... I feel like I shouldn't be using words like psycho. But he's practice. a stalker. He doesn't he's deserve, a stalk- he's he doesn't a deserve stalker. our respect. And he, um, of questionable sanity, and he basically stalks this girl who, he works at a bookstore, and he stalks this girl who he who comes into the bookstore, they get along really well, and he stalks her to learn more about her so that he can get her to fall in love with him. And he just, like, kills off all these people in her life to get closer to her. Um, and, you know, he finds out that, like, she's been... Her, her therapist is John Stamos, so, like... Oh, John Stamos. If your therapist is, looks like John Stamos, I mean, that's not even fair. Like, you're, yeah. you're gonna fall in love with him. But, yes, that is a plot in that show. It's really good. You should watch it. Yeah, I... Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. When you said, like, killing and stuff, I was like, oh, man, this sounded like a normal guy before, but the killing really <laughs> was, like, throwing me off. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely uh, look forward to having him on the podcast and get some more of his insights. <laughs> Talking specifically about John Stamos, I just wanted to interview Stamos. That'd be great. Um, yeah, do not consider that at all when you go to therapy. That is not applicable here on any level. Do not think your therapist is going to be John Stamos or John Stamos level, if I'm being perfectly honest. Going in with pretty high You can maybe get the the other guy, the, the cut it out dude, whoever he is. Dude, no one yeah, from uh, yeah, yeah. Jagged Little Pill. From Jagged Little Pill fame, Lance Morissette's ex, Coulier. Um, you could you could probably have him or maybe like a a Bob Saget type character. I mean, Bobby's essentially just Bob Saget with a beard. I mean, you kind of already have that. It's true, I'm tall and skinny. And you you <laughs> think your jokes are funny, but they're just filth. That was actually really you funny. Canadian filth. Uh, but yeah. So, do you think coming out of this episode, I convince you to give me that referral bonus on therapy? No, honestly, I. You did make me feel a lot more comfortable. And I, I, I like what you said about the fact that, like, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a paid service. You are paying somebody else for this, so there's there's no reason to feel guilty about it or to feel like you're 
doing something wrong by going even, you know, I mean, me specifically, I, I haven't had any traumas in my past, but that's... That you that, know of. That, <laughs> no, boy. But that that doesn't mean that I should... I should feel bad about, about going to therapy or wanting to go to therapy or that I, that I won't get anything useful out of therapy. Yeah. And I mean, there, there is a money element too. It's not cheap that I, I go, it was last year, once a week, $45 and now it's once a week, $30. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big restrictive thing for people. They yeah. say, you know, I can't afford it. But what I realized is like, for me now, I don't even consider it as part of like a burden on my budget because it's just important. Like, all the money I spent, you know, going out to bars or going out to dinner or buying shit to make myself feel better, like, that money was better spent going to therapy and addressing the issues. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm a little bit of a shopaholic, and I feel like I've shopped a little bit less just because I've addressed some of those issues. It's released some money on my budget, releases some of the stress when I go into my therapist and say, hey, look, I just bought a purple windbreaker, which I did do. I showed you that, like, literally two nights ago. I think Bob, oh, the wind, oh, yes, Yeah, Bobby loved the windbreaker. Yes. Tammy also went ahead and bought the white version of the windbreaker. So a lot of support for the windbreaker. She'll look really good in that. Yeah, she'll look great. A lot of support for this windbreaker. But that was one of the, I actually felt proud of myself because that was one of the first times in a while where I bought something and didn't think, like, oh, fuck, I'm already over budget and I need to find cash back on my credit card for this. It was just, like, I don't really bought that much. So if I'm buying this dumb thing, it doesn't really matter. Like it's, you know, I'm sure next month I'll come up with some other reason why I'm freaking out about budgets. But like, you kind of don't realize how many threads you're going to undo until you start pulling at them. And you don't realize like you're holding your breath thing and you're eating when you're stressed or the way you react at work or the way you even react when Bobby's being a dipshit all the time. Those might be because of something else. And when you pull that one thread, it's really a knot of multiple things that you're undoing. So I think it's worth it to do there. I think even since you've known me, I've got better as a person. I've still got a lot of work to do. But, you know, I think the proof is in me to some degree. And then you can listen to the rest of the episodes and go, well, that guy hasn't gotten better at all. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's insane. But it's... It's one of those things where it's like when it comes to your mental health, why wouldn't you just try something? You know, like if you could wake up tomorrow, like even for me, I hate waking up. But if I could wake up tomorrow and think, man, I really want to wake up and tackle the day. There's some service that allows me to do it. I'm going to try to find that service. Now, hopefully someday with therapy, I get really excited to wake up, but we're not there yet. I'm a little bit less dreading getting up for work. I don't wake up and think, you know, hey, when can I go back directly back to bed or can this bus hit me on the way to work so I can just sleep for eternally now? Like, I think more now of, I'm in. This sucks. Done it before. Breathe. You'll get through it. By the time I get to therapy, those little things that bother me, you know, I realize that they're not that big a deal. I can work on these bigger things, and then I see some of those smaller things kind of reduce as a, you know, as a um, side effect to some degree. And if, you know, someday they put you on pills, I, I, I did the episode, Chris, you know, I was hesitant of that. I'm not saying that you're even on that level. Like, there was the same issues as the same stuff. It's like, well, it's money. It's, you know, there's an adjustment period and stuff like that. And you get scared of that, too. But it's, I really thought about it. I was like, if there's a pill that can make my life better without having the side effects of being cocaine, uh, why wouldn't I take it? Like, <laughs> Actually, um. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did a really, really amazing... Love that show. Yes. It, it's one of the few shows that actually... I, I mean, I don't know who I am to say this because it's not like I'm an expert on mental illness, but I feel like they're one of the few shows on TV that really 
addresses it in yeah. a very real, raw kind of way. And um, the uh, one of the most recent episodes that I watched. Um, oh no, spoilers! I'm behind on oh, the season. Oh, sorry. So. Well, I mean, it's not too spoilery, but okay. like she, she for the main character Rebecca, she goes on antidepressants. I do remember and, that. Yeah. And and they do. She does like a whole song with her um, therapist about it. And it's, it's all about how, like, a lot of people are on antidepressants. Yeah. And it's it's normal. It's, it's okay for, for that to be the case. It's okay for you to be on them. Um, if it means that you're going to be able to go about your day-to-day life and do the things that you need to do and, like you said, not feel like you just want to yeah. go back to sleep. And, and to a, a similar vein, there, there's a comedian that I talk about a lot who kind of has inspired me and I'm following his footsteps a lot with Chris Gethard. He um, has a stand-up special where he talks about it's called career suicide. He talks about his issues with depression and suicide and like almost coming close. But then he talks about pills and he says for comedian, there's are these like thoughts that if I stop taking these pills that make me manic, get me going. Like I'm going to stop being funny. Like it's going to, it's going to make me drowsy and stop being funny. And he tells the story. It's like, really, was it, was I such a great creator when I called up my friends and said, let's as a joke, go to this, like, uh, this phone booth and do like a one man show tonight and well pretend it's a time machine. He's like, that wasn't funny. That was a really bad manic moment I had. And then I stopped taking that went, Oh, Whoa, that sucked. Like essentially like, you know, and you think it's, you're going to lose yourself. I've had pills that made me foggy, but you know, I talked to my doctor and they put me on something else. I went, Oh shit, this just works. And then it's like, I should have just done this. It, there's all this stigma and this concern, and there there are real concerns. Chris and I talked about them, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh shit! Like maybe that wasn't me. Maybe that was something in my body. And the studies show that therapy and medication together are the best way to you know handle your mental health if you are to a certain degree. And again, you know, you might go to therapists, and they're like, yeah, we just need to talk about some things. And in a few months, you might never go to therapy again. But if they say, hey, like we got this thing that's going to make you feel better. Like after a while, you're going to say, well, I am pretty sick of feeling like this. Let's try it. And then you're going to try it and you're going to go, well, this one's bad for me or, Oh shit. I feel better. <laughs> like it's never, it's never, you take the pill and you're like, yeah, I woke up and like there's blood on the walls. Although apparently that one dude off Twitter did Kurt Eichwald. He probably took like, like eight doses worth of something. He was taking one dose of cause he got confused. He was taking like, so what happened was oh, you got, oh, you I, got I know. Yeah. Bob, you don't have to scream, okay? Let's, let's calm down here with your anger issues. Basically, he got prescribed something that was half a milligram, mm-hmm. and then he talked to his doctor about bumping up to two milligrams. He was taking half a milligram four times to equal two anyway. I remember that tweet. And he said that his doctor was just like, no, we're just going to give you the two milligram version so you don't have to take it. So he then took four of the two milligram, I don't even think this was a mental illness necessarily. This might have been seizure medication. Yeah. But essentially, he blacked out. His dogs were freaking out, and there was blood all over the place. So, <laughs> I know that's something that doesn't sell. You should laugh at. But if you know anything about this guy, this is a tentacle yeah. porn dude. So, uh, I'm not gonna get that further. You can do your own research. <laughs> but yes, it's there are concerns. There's definitely reasons why you have to be careful. Of them they're not just like candy that makes you feel better. But if you get it in the right mix, it's very opening to your life. But for you, your first step is going to be, you know, when is the right time for therapy and getting into it? It sounds like you want to do it and you you have some holdups, but I hope that, you know, I'm always here for you and I'm here for any of the ladies out there who need a helping hand, a little special touch uh, on their... Well, 
at the time, no, I cannot do that for you. I have a girlfriend. But if you're listening to this episode in the future and I am single, <laughs> I want you to let you know now I do in love my future, girlfriend. Ladies. But in the future, I can provide a helping hand. Um, yeah, so in that vein is, do you want me to help you find a therapist? Wink, wink. Bobby, you okay with this? Yeah, I can help you both find a therapist at the same time. He doesn't care. <laughs> no, but um, so like coming out of this conversation, do you, do you think your perceptions changed a little bit or... Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, you said something else that was really helpful, the idea that you have to go into it with a goal in mind. I mean, you don't necessarily, like, the, the therapist will help you kind of form that. But, but I think it's good to know, like, why. Yeah, what, what do you, you know? what do you consider, like, there's no cured, but, like, what do you consider a time where you can say, like, therapy did the job for me? Yeah. You know, like, they're going to say, well, what brings what you What needs in? have to be yeah, addressed. essentially. And yeah. I think, you know, if you go in with that approach of, you're not just going in because you feel off and you're like, somebody else will figure this out. If you're going in like, I want to do the work because I want to address these things and you're the person I know can be like conducive to that, then that's usually the best way to approach it. Every therapist is different. But the first session you go to, they're just going to ask you a shit ton of questions. You're going to talk like 90% of the time, most likely. And you know what? If you love talking like me, it's dope. <laughs> so is I do really hope that, um, you know, your mental health journey does take a positive turn. Um, would love having you on the podcast. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, as everybody knows, you have a Twitter that you refuse to tell everybody. I've never heard of Twitter. Never heard of Twitter. Um, you don't even have a what Facebook, Instagram. Um, you're actually a computer program that I put together to not feel lonely. And Bobby is actually just a controller I play these video games with. Um, all of it's a simulation. We're going insane. Right. So, yeah, that's what I've been addressing at therapy lately, guys. I'm having these heavy delusions. Um, I think I have a podcast. Apparently, I'm talking into a bar of soap as I shower right now. I was just staring at it to see if she'd react to that. No, thank you for listening to Neurotica. Uh, my name's Cody Ryan. You can follow me at CodeRan. You can follow my Twitch where I'm playing video games now, which is a lot less sad is, you know, and depressing than this podcast, but sometimes still sad and depressing. Um, that's also CodeRan. You can follow the pod at Neurotica the Pod. You can follow my other uh, Twitter account that I keep forgetting to use, Relatable Gifts for You. I think I've posted one in the past month, so check out that tweet. How many accounts do you have? Three right now. Um, not as many as Bobby, though. I think he has like four or five uh, for all the necessary things in his life. And he just missed a grounder. What an absolute putz. Um, yeah, so you've been listening to Neurotica. Bobby sucks. Everybody have a good night. <laughs>